0: my name is
1: Keisha Hill, and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Today, we speak with the Reverend Dr. Erlmond Williams. He's the president of the Bethel Baba College in Cool, Cool Mandeville, Manchester. Reverend Williams, thank you for joining us on Impacting Jamaica.
2: Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you.
1: Well, something very interesting about uh, Reverend Williams. Is that he is not Jamaican? He grew <laughs> up in the He grew up in um, Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. And we're going to start by asking Reverend Williams, what was it like for you growing up in Saint Vincent and the Grenadines?
2: Oh yes, indeed. I am a Vincentian by birth. I. I did grow up there in a village on what they call the windward side of the island. That's basically country, (laughs) right? And the village is called Baira Village. I spent my first 16 years there. Um, It was basically good. You know, I I had a, a great childhood. Um, especially, you know, outdoors, we we basically lived outdoors, we did a lot of things outdoors. Um, I can recall that my childhood was filled with a lot of fun and and laughter, Uh, but, you know, as I reflect on that childhood, we were pretty poor, but it, it really wasn't a big issue for us, because we enjoyed ourselves. We, we enjoyed being outside and exploring nature, um, playing games and just living life. Being poor for us at the time wasn't an issue. We didn't even think about it. Um, we just lived and lived life at the time I felt to the fullest. I can recall um, going to primary school, you know, basically barefoot, you know, (laughs) you just walk barefoot to and from school, you you know, your feet to white like chalk and those kinds of stuff. But, you know, um, I think they were pretty good days, challenging days at times as well, especially um, relative to the socioeconomic circumstances, finding food to eat was a challenge at different times. Um, But essentially it it was a pretty good experience overall
1: so rev you grew up in the barefoot days white foot walking to school without shoes and all of that but you just mentioned that uh you were poor but you didn't even know that you were poor
2: exactly Um,
1: you had a great great childhood in terms of playing outdoors and been around your family and friends uh tell us a little bit about your family um who did you live with do you have any siblings
2: great um you know i can recall for the first five years of my life i i lived with my mother and uh, and uh, my stepfather at the time and then she left and went to Trinidad uh, when I was five. I can recall crying when she was leaving. Yeah, it was a difficult time for me. And she was uh, in Trinidad until I turned what, 16? So she was away for 11 years. So uh, during that time, I lived with my grandmother and that's my maternal grandmother and uh, some aunts. Um, uh, life was challenging, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in terms of finding food at times. Um, but life was exciting. You know, we had some great times playing ring games, outdoor uh, activities, and all of that. I can what recall. You, you mentioned yes.
1: ring ring games. What 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 were what were the names of some of those? You know Jamaican, we have our Chinese cape and our ring games. What were some of the names of yours?
2: Um, that's a good question. I'm I'm trying to recall, uh, the names. I can recall one of them, um, that goes like this: There is a brown girl in the ring, cha la 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 Those yes, kinds of yeah, we, we
1: have that in Jamaica too. The brown yeah. girl in the ring, cha la la la. Yes, <laughs> All right. So you had a great childhood despite the challenges. Now, very interesting point that we want to raise here is what led to your decision to become a Christian? And you did this at a very early age. So what prompted you to make this decision?
2: You know, this is a a tremendous question. And as I reflect on my journey, I didn't planned to become a Christian. Immediately after graduating from high school um, in 1993, I I decided to go to a youth camp with a friend of mine from from school. The friend called me and said, Earl, uh, there's going to be a New Testament Church of God youth camp. A whole heap of girls will be there. Let's go to youth camp, man. Yes, so I said, the
1: girls, he used,
2: he used reverse psychology on you, hey? Yes, man. <laughs> I said, girls, well, I'm going to be there. And so I went to the youth camp and we were actually checking out the girls for the entire camp. It lasted for a week. And then on the final day, which was a Sunday, just before we left the Monday, um, a, a pastor was preaching. He was the camp director as well. And my friends and I were at the back, you know, just playing around and, you know, just enjoying ourselves. And he was there preaching out his soul, and then he made an altar call. And I just found myself listening into him for whatever reason, to be honest with you, I'm not too sure why I started to listen to him. And uh, uh, he made a, a great appeal. And I just found myself at the altar. I surrendered my life, and it has not been the same ever since.
1: So you went to this crusade with the intention to check out girls.
2: Yes. Then guess
1: what? God checked you out.
2: (laughs) I like that.
1: (laughs) God checked you out. And as you mentioned, your life has not been the same since. Now, when you chose to give your life to God. As you mentioned, you, you did so at the New Testament Church of God. What, why did you continue in that denomination?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. You're asking some great questions. <laughs> um, the youth camp was run by the New Testament Church of God. I, I didn't know much about the New Testament Church of God, to be honest with you. Um, but because I liked the young people, I liked the worship, I liked what I saw, the the camp director was a pastor in the New Testament Church of God, so I said, you know what, I'm just going to continue with these folks, so I decided to, after leaving the youth camp, attend the nearest New Testament Church of God to where I was living, and and the rest, they say, is history.
1: Well, as history would have started somewhere, uh, you... After you committed your life to God and you found this church, uh, you're going to tell us the name of the church, but you're going to tell us also what were some of your early positions in the church because you seem to have just blended in nicely after this.
2: Yes, I I did blend in quite nicely indeed. The name of the church uh, at the time, I think it still has the name. is a Georgetown New Testament Church of God. Which was about roughly 10 miles or so away from where I was living. Um, And uh, I started to attend the Sunday school and the services. And I grew very fast. I grew fast spiritually in my understanding of doctrine and practice. Of the church. Uh, And so within two years, I was the youngest member to be elected to the church and pastors council uh, of that church. And I was uh, teaching Sunday school, teaching Bible study, preaching, uh, and uh, working in the youth department. I became the youth fellowship president around that time as well. So I was I was greatly involved in the church within basically no time
1: and you decided that this is not where i want to stay i want to go further in learning about god and contributing to religion so you made a decision to come to jamaica land and water all (laughs) right so what made you decide to come to jamaica apart from my just brief introduction And was there much difference with your standard of living when you came to Jamaica?
2: Okay. You know, that decision to come to Jamaica, um, I wouldn't say it was a a mystery, um, but it was, you have to be a, a Christian who's in tune with God to understand fully. I I was just propelled internally to to, um, leave for Jamaica. Um, I didn't know much about Jamaica. All I knew was that the New Testament Church of God uh, had a college in Jamaica called Bethel Bible College, and I wanted to study at Bethel. That's all, I, I, I can't say there was anything that prompted me to want to do it. Um, anything external you know to me at the time. I I just heard about Bethel Bible College and I just wanted to attend the college. I I, I guess you know many persons in church circles would say it was I was being led by the Spirit and I would have to agree. I, I didn't want to stay in my community at all. Um, I sat one evening and I looked at the community. I looked at all the youngsters and others drinking, getting drunk and gambling and all of that, going to dance hall. And I I was overwhelmed with, with you might say sorrow. I, I felt sorry for them that they were wasting their lives. I started to cry. And I said to God, I don't want to stay here. I want to leave and i want to live a better life and even return to have a great impact on them so that they can change their lives you know, that's and so about
1: um reverend williams when you were speaking uh, you saw them in this state and i said to myself i'm gonna ask you the question in what way would you help <laughs> as a christian to change these persons
2: so. Yeah, right. I what what I felt at the time I needed to do was to leave and be prepared to have an impact uh, spiritually in terms of evangelism, but also socially in terms of making a difference um, in their lives, getting them to rethink how they were living and focus on social advancement, um, zeroing in on helping children and young people. To not go in the direction of social decay, drinking rum and gambling and wasting their lives, but but you know, getting to a point where they can build homes and, and businesses, you know, invest in businesses and so on. Those are the things I was thinking at the time. You know, so I, I prayed about it and I said to my father, I want to leave, I wanna go to Jamaica. I want to study at Bethel, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen afterwards. But I want to leave this place. I can recall my father saying to me, "You sure you want to go to Jamaica? Why Jamaica? Because of the reputation that Jamaica had at the time." You know, I said, "I don't. I. I, I just want to go, Daddy." and uh, uh, this is what I believe God wants me to do. And he said, well, if that's what you want to do, I will support you. And uh, he did just that. And I came to Jamaica to study at Bethel Bible College.
1: Right. So that's the Bethel Bible College of the Caribbean. Right. All right. So we are going to take a break now to hear from our sponsors. We are actually speaking with the Reverend Dr. Ermont Williams. He is the president of the Bethel Bible College of the Caribbean.
2: Grace has been part of some special moments over the
0: years, helping to make them, well, more memorable, even when they're a little bit unexpected. And with 100 years
2: of great taste behind us, you can be sure we'll be making even more moments for 100 years to come. Grace Taste that moves you. Manpower, I bet you
0: see what we do. John, John, I know you're in there. I want no way to come back. I know Pinky this time, Keisha.
2: Keisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give JPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time.
0: You're not for Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit JPSCO.com for more info.
1: Thank you for staying with us on Impact in Jamaica. We are speaking with the Reverend Dr. Earlmont Williams. He's the president of the Bethel Bible College of the Caribbean. And this institution is located in the cool, cool hills of Mandeville in Manchester. Reverend Williams has been telling us about his time in the St. Vincent and the Grenadines, that's where he grew up. And he has also been describing his early childhood days and what led to his decision to become a Christian, right? Now, since coming to Jamaica, Reverend Williams, to pursue your educational goals what have been some of your substantive roles in academia?
2: Okay, let me just start by saying that I, I completed the Bachelor of Theology degree that I came to do at Bethel. Should have done it in four years. I did it in three. I pushed very hard to get it done in three years. I graduated with first-class honors. I left for the Caribbean Graduate School of Theology, where I did two master's degrees, a master of arts in interdisciplinary studies with uh, an emphasis in counseling psychology graduated with high honors and then i did a master of divinity right there and i also graduated with high honors but during that time i i started to teach at crown professional college in 2002 Um, I taught several courses in psychology, sociology, uh, world history, etc. There, I spent several years there teaching, and then I applied at the Jamaica Theological Seminary um, to teach. I started to teach there in 2003. And uh, I taught for several years. Uh, In fact, I taught at the Jamaica Theological Seminary from 2003 to 2016, several courses, um, from courses in academic writing to philosophy, courses in theology, Bible, et cetera. But I also started to work at the the Jamaica Theological Seminary in 2005 as the registrar. I spent two years serving as the registrar from 05 to 07. And then in 2007, I started to work as the quality assurance and assessment coordinator and acting head of the Department of Behavioral and Social Sciences at the Jamaica Theological Seminary. I served in that position until 2008 when I came out to, as you have been describing it, cool, cool Mandeville to serve at Bethel Bible College as the academic dean and lecturer. Uh, So I I served as the academic dean from 2008 uh, right up to August of this year. So I served for 14 years as the academic dean at Bethel Bible College, which later was renamed the Bethel Bible College of the Caribbean, Jamaica. Uh, And I also serve, uh, I've been serving, I should say, as a lecturer since 2008 as well. I've lectured in several courses, but the main areas that I've lectured in are the biblical languages, biblical Hebrew and biblical Greek. And effective September 1 of this year, I started to serve as the president of Bethel Bible College of the Caribbean, Jamaica. So,
1: Reverend William when your father asked you if you're sure <laughs> that you wanted <laughs> you to come to Jamaica, that, that question was not even necessary because after coming here, the number of positions uh, that you have held since that time, you came to Jamaica in 1997? Well, yes. And you've done your bachelor's, your master's, and you've done your doctor of divinity. And now (laughs) you are the president of the institution. So definitely, you made the right decision in coming to Jamaica. Uh, Reflecting on this journey, uh, Reverend Williams, tell us, did you even envision that you would be at this stage?
2: Yeah, tremendous question again. Um, <clears throat> let me also tell you, um, Keisha, that I have served in several um, positions in the church as well, not just in academia.
1: Well, we're getting to that done right. shortly. Um, I want you to reflect on your this educational journey because okay, remember sure. when you were coming to Jamaica from St Vincent and right. 15, um, you wanted to to get your educational qualifications right right
2: right right, right. indeed and uh, I can tell you that i I have felt or had felt before I became president here at Bethel that it would happen for for many years um I can tell you that I I have really sensed that it was a path that I was on. In fact, I thought it would have happened before this year. Um, Because of my track record as an educational administrator, I have done so much, you know, I have basically, um, transformed the, the academic department and contributed to the, to the transformation of other areas of the Bethel Bible College of the Caribbean. When I was at the Jamaica Theological Seminary as well, I, I did some transformational work as registrar. So I, I felt like I had, uh, you know, tremendous uh, experiences. I developed expertise and here at Bethel, Uh, significant institutional knowledge. I demonstrated the capacity for for efficient and effective educational administration. So I, I sensed for many years that it was coming. And when I was told finally by the leaders of the New Testament Church of God here in Jamaica that they had selected me to serve as president, it was like yeah, I saw it coming, and many persons who have known me over the years have either called me or seen me and said the same thing that they saw it coming, and it wasn't a surprise at all.
1: Right now, you have ascended—I'm going to say ascended—to one of the highest roles at this institution, and by far, you know, in your educational journey, being the president no. We're going to look at the religious aspect. You being a part of the New Testament Church of God. We're not going to talk about your lovely wife that you
2: mentioned.
1: She's <laughs> a what? A Church of God, a beautiful church. No, hold on. Let's get it right. A beautiful Jamaican and Church of God woman. We're going oh, yes. to talk about that at the at the last part. So we're gonna look at that journey too. In the church, you have been moving the the the, the Bible, the Christian church. They're moving like a magnet. You have oh, yes. just been growing and growing and growing. Tell us about the, that.
2: Okay, I started out in the year two thousand and five at the Duhaney Partner Testament Church of God as its pastor. To be honest with you, Keisha. I should have started out five years before that, pardon. I left Bethel Bible College in the year 2000, in May of 2000. And normally when you leave Bethel Bible College, when you graduate from Bethel Bible College, you would enter the pastorate. But I didn't have a good experience in a meeting um, earlier that year with a particular leader of the dean. And I can say now, And I said, you know what? I'm not going to become a pastor. Um, I'm going to go and get a master's degree and teach, but I I had always sensed that I should become a pastor, so for five years, I I just didn't even think about it, I didn't want to do it, until um, I was in a service one day, and someone was preaching, and the person just stopped, just like that, believe it, came, stood in front of me, and said, you Uh, God has called you, your seat is reserved among great prophets, uh, you don't have to fight whatever God's going to elevate you, etc. And I knew then that God wanted me to do just that. And so I became a pastor, and as I mentioned, at the Duany Park Church, I served for two years. Then I went to the Roden Crescent New Testament Church of God in the Olympic Gardens community. That was an interesting experience there under Reverend John Hardy. I was the assistant pastor. When I left and I came to Mandeville, when I came to be the academic dean dean here at Bethel, I served at the Baptist New Testament Church of God for two years. Then in 2010, I went to the George's Valley. I was assigned to the George's Valley New Testament Church of God, where I served for 12 years until the end of August of this year. But, But while I was at the George's Valley New Testament Church of God, I was elevated to the position of district overseer in the New Testament Church of God. What that means is that you are now a supervising pastor. You are supervising other pastors within a district of churches. Some denominations like the Baptist Church calls them circuits, you know? So I was over Uh, a district of churches. I was now supervising some pastors. And then last year, I was elected to the National Executive Council of the New Testament Church of God by my peers here in Jamaica, the very first academic dean, the very first Vincentian-born person to have been elevated to that position. And so I served, it's a two-year term, but I served for one year. I had to to come off of that council because I was appointed president here at Bethel. And I also served for that year from last September to August of this year as the parish coordinator of Northern Clarendon. That's the churches in the New Testament Church of God in Northern Clarendon. So I did quite a lot of work during that time. And as you rightly put it, I was elevated through the ranks uh, in the New Testament Church of God in Jamaica.
1: Oh, see, a phenomenal journey. When you took that, that plane, <laughs> when you uh, took that plane from St. Vincent and the great and came to Jamaica, you have achieved phenomenal success since landing on Jamaican shores in 1997. All right. Yes. So as president of the Better Bible College of the Caribbean. How has that journey been going so far? And how have you been incorporating both ministerial duties as well as academic duties?
2: Okay, so I have just been the president for um, just about a month. Uh, (laughs) I've been the president for just about a month. But during that time, I can tell you that we have done quite a lot, you know, in terms of renovating the campus and revamping some of our processes. Um, so uh, 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 we have accomplished quite a bit within that time. And, and it's because I, I know the college so well and I know what needs to be done, uh, you know, et cetera. So I, I just slotted in quite seamlessly. Um, I must say to you, though, that I am not pastoring anymore. Uh, The denomination does not allow the president to serve as a pastor. Um, So I had to uh, demit office as the pastor of the Georges Valley New Testament Church of God and um, the district overseer of the Georges Valley District of Churches. So I'm no longer within the sanctuary as a pastor, so to speak. I am now fully... (laughs) in the seminary, sorry, as a president. So that's that's what I am focusing on solely.
1: All right. So tell us now, Reverend Williams, with such a busy, busy schedule, (laughs) when do you find time for recreational activities? What are some of the things that you like to do? And how do you incorporate family life into your daily activities that uh, you're married and you have children. Tell us about
0: that.
2: Well, to be honest with you, Keisha, um, it's difficult to find time for recreational activities. <laughs> My schedule is really, really tight. Um, but you know, I love cricket a lot and I love to play dominoes. I can recall growing up, we played a lot of cricket and dominoes. Um, So I still love them. Um, Whenever I get the opportunity to, I play cricket. Um, In my send-off recently at the Georges Valley Church, some persons at another church talked about my cricket playing skills and all of that. So I, I love that. I I love to play dominoes. And there are times when I spend some time with friends and colleagues to do that. uh, Or I do it on my phone in in an app that I have. Um, So those are the things I love to do. I spend time with my family going out as well. We go out at different times. And and so I could talk about family life now. I've, I've been married to Sidani for over 18 years now. She is from the what they call the Garden Parish of St. Anne. She's from Alexandria in St. Anne. We met at Bethel, actually. Uh, she was a student at Bethel. She was a year ahead of me when we when I met her here. And um, uh, so in 2004, we got married. And uh, um, our son was born in 2005, our daughter in 09. So they are both Teenagers now. Our son just did a fantastic job on C on uh, the CSEC exams. He did nine. He got nine with five ones, and four twos. Our daughter is in second form. She topped her class in first form. Um, uh, so my family. They're fine, my wife is at the Heart Trust NT- NSDA as a career services officer out here um, in Mandeville and she does a fantastic job there. Um, my wife and I finds time to spend together, yes. We go out on dates. So we do that generally weekly. We go out on a date somewhere. Mandeville is limited in terms of places to go, but we yes, find but a restaurant so somewhere Mandeville,
1: the sleepy town. <laughs> eh? Mandeville is the sleeping town.
2: Yes, it is, it is. But we have a few restaurants that we have identified, and at different times we just you know alternate and we sit and talk and laugh and and we enjoy ourselves. Yeah, so um I'm, I'm enjoying my family i'm giving god thanks for them and um, you know i'm grateful to the lord for what he has done
1: reverend dr williams thank you so much for joining us today on Impacting jamaica and congratulations on all your successes across the board
0: both in the church and in academia